Hello, this is Bad Vibes. Today's video is on those creepy neighbors. I know most of you have had at least one creepy neighbor in your lifetime. Joining me today is Deadleaf Clover. Make sure you go check out her channel if you like her narrations. And sit back, relax, and enjoy. This is my first post. I am 28 years old, but when I was 5 years old, my mom and I lived in this duplex that was off the main road, kind of in a wooded area. We lived on one side, and on the other was a woman and her son. He was studying to be a teacher. My mother had me young, so she was about 25, and this guy was in his early 20s. He would often come by to talk to my mom. My mother said that he would ask a lot of questions about me and asked my mother if it was alright to take me for walks in the woods. My mother always declined. She worked in the operating room at the local hospital and was on call a lot, so most weekends I stayed at my grandma's house. One night while I was at my grandma's house, my mom was home alone, sleeping. She woke up in the middle of the night and said that she doesn't remember if she heard something or felt something in the room, but she woke up. She could see feet wearing socks sticking out from the end of her bed. She grabs the bedside lamp and was about to hit the intruder when the neighbor yelled her name and said his name. He couldn't explain why he was naked and only wearing socks and begged my mother not to tell his mom. My mother, of course, called the cops. She ended up going to court and making a victim impact statement against this guy because she was terrified that he would become a teacher and be around children. She says she's pretty sure that he was there for me that night and I'm so happy I wasn't there. We ended up moving immediately because she couldn't stay another night in the house. So neighbor who broke into our house wearing only socks, let's not meet and let's also pray that you're nowhere near young children. I recently moved out of home and a couple towns away into a new home with my best friends. There's four of us and I'm the unfortunate soul that works the second shift while the other three work the first shift. So I really only see them during the week while they're sleeping. The first day of unpacking, I looked outside the kitchen window at the house across the street from us. It seemed like a family with a teenage girl. From my view, she looked no more than 16 or 17. When she stepped outside, she looked fairly normal. She had very fair skin and dark hair. I continued unpacking, not thinking anything until I looked back outside. She was sitting there on her porch, on her knees, and her posture was perfectly straight. She had her hair pushed to the front of her face and was sitting there perfectly still. As creepy as it was to see, I still tried to think nothing of it, as I was pretty weird as a kid myself. I hadn't seen anyone outside that house in the few weeks since then until one night I was coming home from work. The other three in my home park in the driveway spots and I park in the street on days when they have to work so I don't have to move for anyone early in the morning. The house, however, sits on a curved part of the street, and our next-door neighbor drives a utility truck for work, and he parks it on the side of the street as well. So it takes me a while to get my car parked. When I come across the corner, I saw the man, who I assume is the dad of the family across the street. He's standing out in the driveway, staring out into the trees. I thought to myself, it's 11 at night, so what could he possibly be looking at in the trees that couldn't wait until tomorrow? It being summertime, I had my windows down so I could hear talking but wasn't sure where it was coming from and no one was outside on the street except me and him, it seemed. 
He didn't seem to be on the phone as he was just standing there with his arms crossed looking straight up. Then I heard it, loud laughter. Not just laughter, full on cackling laughter. It started out of nowhere. It didn't slowly start. It started very suddenly and loudly. Then I realized she was in the tree. The girl from before was in their tree at 11 o'clock at night, full on belly laughing on God knows what. I watched the dad walk back to the house, open the door and look in, still not talking to anyone. But over his shoulder, it looked like the walls were stripped down to their studs. She stopped when he walked away, but as I closed my windows and locked my doors in my car, he walked back to the tree and she started right back up like she had never stopped. I walked straight up my driveway and into my house and didn't look back. Every night when I pull up now, I'm unsure what else I will see. But all I can say to the neighbors across the street is, let's not officially meet. This happened to me when I was in the third grade, about eight years old. My regular babysitter was ill, so my mom asked one of our neighbors, Brandy, who had kids and babysat a lot of the neighbor's kids, if she could watch me and my brother for a few hours. We were having so much fun at Brandy's house when my mom came to pick us up. I asked if we could stay a little longer and finish Madagascar, which we had just started. She said that was fine, but I was to go straight home after. Like maybe half a block, so not far at all. So the movie finishes. Brandy said I need to get home fast because it was dark out. As I'm walking home, this other neighbor, Dennis, is standing outside in his yard. I had seen Dennis around the neighborhood because his wife is very unforgettable looking. They had a daughter that was maybe about four at the time, so I didn't ever play with her or know her family outside of seeing them around the neighborhood. Dennis starts calling me saying, Hey, what are you doing? Going home to my parents. Do you want to come inside for a little? No, my mom told me to come straight home. I'm sure she won't be mad. No thanks. I have a daughter who would love to play with you. We can make snacks. At this point, I was like red flag abort mission and started booking it home. Then he starts following me. Not quickly, just walking slowly like Michael Myers. Luckily, I made it home and once he saw that I was approaching my house with my porch light on, he backed off. I'd also like to mention that behind our houses is a giant wooded area with paths that led to a nearby lake. So dude could have caught up with me and dragged me into the woods or something. I try not to think like that, but what other motives could he have had, you know? Fast forward until I'm in high school working at a restaurant in town, and I see Dennis and his wife all the time. Turns out, they were secret shoppers at our restaurant. I don't think he recognized me, thankfully. I used to go on night walks, but I don't anymore because the summer nights seem to bring out the creeps. I was on my way home one night, and this dude was in his backyard leaning on his wall, having a smoke. I thought nothing of it and started to walk past. Just a note, I always have a box cutter in my shoe for protection, because my pockets are either fake, non-existent, or too small. I'm a girl. So he called out to me. Hey pretty, come here. Hey beautiful, want to join my pool party? I don't know if he had a pool, but there was definitely no party. Hey cutie, let's have some fun. 
I walked about a block away from him and fixed my shoe just in case I needed to run and I pulled out my blade too. He didn't follow me this time. I went on several more walks, walking on the opposite side of the road to go home. But he was never in his backyard again until one night when I was walking home on a late night walk. He was there in his backyard, at the wall, calling out to me, telling me to go to him, and typical creep stuff. I had a feeling that I had to pull out my blade immediately, so I did. Then I heard shoes hit the ground, and I looked back. I saw that he had jumped over his wall and was walking towards me. I was on the other side of the road, so I booked it, taking off running through the apartment complex around my neighborhood. I knew my front door was locked, because I used the back door to go on my night walks. I hopped the wall into my backyard. My back door has a sliding screen door, then a sliding glass door. The glass door can be locked and part of the screen. I tried to open the glass door, but apparently when I was gone, my mom locked it. She knows I go out for walks at night. She doesn't want me in the apartment at all. The instant that I found the glass door locked, I slid the screen and angled against the wall just in enough time. A few seconds later, he rounds the corner and I could kind of see him through the screen if I looked really hard. I see him walk past my hiding spot and back down the street towards his house. I start texting and calling my mom to let me inside. After about an hour or two, when my phone is about to die, she finally unlocks the glass door and opens it because she doesn't see me hiding under the screen. I come out from under and she asks me why I was hiding and I tell her why and she calls me a bunch of names before telling me I should have just let him kill me. Frustrated at my mom and scared, I text my friend. I tell him what just happened and all the creepy things that have been happening. And he has the audacity to text me back. If you dressed differently or took a different route home, this wouldn't happen. This never happens to me because I'm smarter like that. For the record, I always wear all black. A t-shirt, long sleeve, with pants or leggings. a ton of crazy stories and I've always wanted to write about them and I guess I finally found the place so here's one of my many stories and maybe you'll find it interesting when I was 24 after a crazy divorce I met a guy on tinder and we ended up dating the thing was that he lived four hours away from me so whenever I wanted to see him I had to drive eight hours in total to see him. After a few months, I decided that I wanted to move up there to be closer to him. I had no credit, so he signed the lease under his name, and we moved into a complex, which was a square of four different duplexes and a courtyard in the center. It was pretty inexpensive rent, and we were walking distance to the downtown area and it even had a small backyard for my dog. It was very exciting. The only thing is, I wasn't able to scope the place out before we moved in, because I worked four hours away, so my ex had to. He said the neighbors seemed really nice, and there weren't any issues with the apartment. It was actually two bedrooms, which was even bigger than I expected at that price. The day I moved in, I saw our next-door neighbor sitting outside on a little outdoor chair and table set. I said hi to her, but as I was walking away, I heard her rambling on about something, but I wasn't sure it was directed to me. 
It was a little strange, but I brushed it off. I also found it a little weird that it was pretty cold outside, and she had super short shorts on, a tank top with no bra, and was just sitting outside. This woman had to be in her late 50s, heavier set, with wild, curly hair. Living there a few days, I realized why the apartment was so cheap. There was no heater, and only the air conditioning worked. I know we are in the desert, but it still gets pretty cold. There was a cockroach problem, and they were everywhere, even in the fridge. I had to beg the landlord to replace the fridge, and he finally did. I'm pretty laid back, and so was my ex. We would pretty much just work and come home and play video games. With headsets, so we didn't make too much noise. I felt the floor vibrating one day and saw my dog barking, so I took my headset off and heard insane screaming and someone was pounding at the door. It was a lady I had seen outside sitting in the chair. I opened the door and she started crying and screaming, speaking in tongues telling me I was making so much noise that her baby couldn't sleep. She started sobbing, saying that her baby had cancer, and she just wished her baby would sleep. Not once did I hear a baby cry, so I told her I would keep it down. This was also happening at 3pm. For a few weeks, she would repeat this behavior of pounding on my door. Most times, I would try to ignore it, and I just hear her outside sobbing. Her and her husband would scream at each other all night and throw plates at the walls. One morning, I was trying to leave my house, and the door was lodged shut. I looked outside the window that was adjacent to my door, and I could see there was a giant couch just placed right up against my door. I had to call my landlord, and he came over and moved it. But I missed a shift at work. I told him what's been happening, and he said he has had issues with the neighbors in the past. I came home from work one day, and she was sitting outside again. She was talking to the air and acting insane, speaking in tongues, and again, she was barely wearing anything. I asked if she needed help, and she said, You dumb bitch, does it look like I need help? So I went into my apartment and tried to ignore all of the noise coming from outside. A few minutes later, I heard this weird crying noise. It was her voice, but she was trying to make noises like a crying baby. I called the cops, and as soon as the cops showed up, it was super quiet like nothing had ever happened. I finally saw my neighbor's husband one morning coming out of their door. He was very tall, white, full of tattoos, and was probably in his late 20s. He smiled at me and told me that he had just gotten home from spending a week in jail and asked me how his wife had been. I told him I don't talk to her much, and I left for work. When I came home, my front window was shattered. When I came inside, there was a giant brick on the couch, taped with a white paper that said, Bun in hell. I figured they meant burn, but yeah. Got the message. I called the cops and my landlord, and they showed up around the same time. 
Again, as soon as they knocked on my neighbor's door, it went quiet. I remember having our front window open, and one of the cops was telling me through the window how they get calls about them all the time, but whenever they show up, it's like no one was ever home. The next day, around 2 p.m., I heard my female neighbor wailing and crying, saying that she was dying and to call 911. She was speaking in tongues again. Also, this was no language. It literally sounded like baby talk. So, I called 911 again. The cops knocked, and as soon as they knocked, it seemed like no one was home. This kept happening for a few days, until finally she starts up again, and before she even says anything, I call the police. This time, her door is wide open, and she's screaming, He stabbed me! Oh my god, he stabbed me! I'm bleeding, and I'm dying, good lord! I'm going to die today! Please call 911! Save me, please! Not only did I call, but so did our neighbors from across the courtyard. We ran near the door, but the apartment was so full of trash and things piled up on each other that we couldn't see anything. Finally, the cops showed up and the ambulance took her away, screaming and fighting them off of her. Everything died down for a few minutes until I hear the cops' loud screams outside my front door. I peep out my window to see my neighbor's husband on his knees with a red dot between his eyes and four cops with guns pointed to his head. I guess he was going back to jail. A couple of days go by and the lady is back in the apartment. At this point, my landlord finally had an eviction notice taped to the door and they only had 24 hours to vacate. She kept pulling her old ways of crying and wailing and stopping once the cops showed up. One morning, I wake up to pounding on my door and there are eight cops at my doorstep. Do you know where your neighbor is? They asked me. I had no idea where she was, so I shrugged. They followed that by telling me that she has numerous warrants out for her arrest and they have reason to believe that she's prostituting from her apartment, selling drugs, she was known for being involved in human trafficking of young boys. That day that she got stabbed, she actually stabbed herself because she was really high and fighting with her husband. That they rented the apartment under her cousin's name, and that's why they would never answer the door or let the cops into the apartment. She also didn't have a baby. That was some sob story she told everyone to get money from people. Even after they were evicted, they kept breaking back into the apartment and squatting in there. They did it on and off for four months, until finally, a cop caught them sleeping in the apartment and they got arrested. By then, me and my ex already were breaking up, so I was long gone. I never want to meet those crazies ever again. My boyfriend and I decided to move to a bigger city. We needed better jobs, more money, and we honestly thought things would turn out great. We were staying with our friends for a while in an endless search for the proper apartment. After a few weeks, we received a call from a local agency and the lady told us that she thinks she had something for us. 
The apartment was huge, way bigger than we asked for, but the price was crazy. We immediately take the offer, and in no time we're on the floor unpacking our things. We both loved the fact that we had such a big place to ourselves. It wasn't until the next morning when we noticed how strange the building actually was. It was huge, old, and dark. I guess we weren't listening to our landlord telling us about the apartment that much, but the gates are something that we should have noticed right away. There were a total of three gates leading to our apartment, one at the entrance, another one just after you get past the lobby, and the third one starting at our floor. Also, there were about 20 security cameras. My boyfriend jokingly said to me, something creepy happened here. I must say that this is the type of building that security isn't common in in my country. This was the only one that I saw like this till this day. So I hope you would understand my confusion when the landlady handed us four keys. I was struggling to find a job while my boyfriend started working the late night shifts. His work was maybe an hour long drive from our apartments and I soon got used to staying home alone, which is something I never liked and never will. But he convinced me that there's nothing I should be worried about and that I could check the security cameras anytime I wanted to. It was a Wednesday night. I was preparing some food while watching a movie when the first knocking on the door happened. It was exactly in this order. Doorknob, knocking, doorknob again. My first reaction was to check my phone, expecting to see, open up babe, it's me, message. But that was not the case. I checked the cameras and nothing. The entire building was dark and, and outside of it, there was nothing moving. After a few, who is it? Who's there? I called my boyfriend and we decided if I hear it one more time, I would call the police immediately. Two days later, it happened again. I was alone watching TV when the banging started. This time, he really wanted to get in. He was banging at the door, scratching at it, and I was sure in no time he was going to be in my living room with me. Of course, I was just standing there, frozen, with my phone not even trying to call the police because my eyes were focused on that door and whoever was behind it. When I think about it, the scariest part was that he didn't show signs of stopping. He was mumbling something, enough for me to realize it was a man. My boyfriend immediately came home and the police were there in no time. They went out to question everyone from that building and came back saying, and this is a quote, You two guys are the youngest people here. Everyone is in their 70s or higher. We're pretty sure whoever it was doesn't live here. Of course he was living there, we both knew it, and we were also sure from the beginning that he was from the same floor. But that part about the old people was kind of confusing. Can he be that old and that strong at the same time? Sure he can. All this happens a few more times. By that time, I wasn't even scared anymore and wanted to see the person so badly. I convinced my boyfriend to fake leave for work, but he would stay close enough that I could call him. It worked. We saw an old man just as he was going back after visiting my door and we informed the police. We realized he was probably checking the cameras to see where my boyfriend was leaving and then coming to scare me. The police found out that he had already been in prison a few times, some small robberies, molestation, and that he was living alone. He admitted knocking a few times because my music was too loud, but that was nonsense. A few days later, I received a perfect job offer, and we decided to leave, not only that apartment, but the city as well.
My upstairs neighbors were both young college guys. A terrifying enough prospect for a grad student who teaches undergrads. What if they were my students? But my nearest neighbor was a man in his late 30s, early 40s. We shared a wall, an entryway, and our doors faced each other. I met him soon after he moved in while he was coming back from work in this painter's overalls. And he was nothing but nice. I felt fortunate that someone perhaps a little more capable than myself moved in. But that feeling did not last. I first noticed the phone propped in his entryway window facing the parking lot the next day. It wasn't always there, of course, but it sat leaned up on the glass more often than not. And it wasn't charging. I glanced for a cord. And it always appeared to be on. I noticed the yelling every few nights. My neighbor would suddenly start yelling at crackheads around the property. No, I'm not saying that there were no crackheads around. The cows were probably on crack around here. But I never saw anyone. He would storm through his door, either to his back patio or into the parking lot, hollering at the top of his voice. He once tried to intimidate a group of students just coming home in the parking lot. Apparently, because they had bags of crack on them. It was around this time, his car stopped leaving the complex. He was always home. We both had alarms in our apartments to deter burglars, so each time I opened my door, it would chime. And each time he would open his door, it would chime. I started to suspect he was paying close attention to when I would come and go as he would sometimes open his door shortly after I left, or close it abruptly if I was coming home. Our night manager also confirmed that my neighbor had tried to offer the videos he was taking, using his phone in the window for security purposes. Each time I would come or go, I was on camera. There was one night during this period that I realized how paranoid this neighbor was making me. I was coming home after it was already dark, about 8 p.m., not too late, and I saw his apartment was wrong. He only had his bedroom light on, but the light wasn't yellow or white, it was red. Like, he had taken out his normal light bulb and swapped it from some cheap colored light from the Halloween superstore. Although, I'm generally a rational person. I couldn't help but think, well, that's definitely mood lighting for a murder. I sat in the car for the next 30 minutes, but eventually made my way inside. Nothing else happened that night. The final straw, before I found a new place to stay temporarily, happened on a day I accidentally ran into him in our entryway. We had a perfectly pleasant conversation where my ingrained politeness overcame my sense that this guy could hurt you, he's not well. Later that same day, I finished cooking and put away dinner and decided to take out the trash. When I left with the trash, his door was closed. When I came back, his door was open. I glanced at his door to see if he was there. All but one of his lights were off so all I could see was his silhouette peeking around the corner of his hallway. 
I very, very quickly let myself into my apartment and looked through the eye hole of the door. This man walked from the shadows of his hallway, naked from the waist down, and masturbating at his front door. He wasn't there long before he shut the door, but I was done. This had been the accumulation of months of screaming at crackheads, obsessively videotaping neighbors, strange lighting choices, and now this? Done. The next morning, my friends helped me take a few things to the new place I could stay. I found out from the night manager that the man was being evicted for stalking and harassing others in the complex. As well as after numerous noise complaints. I didn't return to my place until after he was gone. But I still felt as if he could pop out of any corner. I recently moved to a new apartment, and I thanked my night manager for keeping me informed of everything. She laughed and said, Wouldn't it be crazy if he was your neighbor at your new place? No. No. No, thank you. Neighbor, let's not meet again.